It's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Friday, July 14th. The other day I said it was June, and, and well, yeah, like 30 days ago it might have been, but today it's July 14th, and this is news that you can use with your hosts, Ray and Zach. And hand me your coffee mug. Um, it's called Foley, is the people who make the, the noises as sound effects, so we're going to. And we didn't even spill any coffee. That, and... that was the weakest. That was the weakest. <laughs> that knock was. I heard. Yeah, that that that's not. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Not me. But hey, how are you guys? It's so good to see you. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kimberly's corner, everybody, and the F and I goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein, is here. Um, Hi guys. From uh, hot as Hades, West Virginia. From what Hotter I understand. Hotter than Hades that's, in West Virginia. Yeah, is that your new hometown? Hotter than Hades? Hotter than Hades, right here on Route 11, West Virginia. Yep. It <laughs> sure is. Uh, L.A. looking house you got there in West yes, Virginia. Kimberly. it is. All right, yeah. here's, the deal. here's the deal, Kimberly and Pops. We are going to be we... talking about Gen Z and Millennials. One yes. of the comments we see very frequently Who is, are they? You're looking at one. Oh, one of the comments we see. What are you? One of the comments we see very frequently is, guys, student loan debt. What's that going to do to the auto market? And there was an article that came out in Automotive News yesterday, Kimberly, that you shared with both of us that really puts this uh, at the forefront. Let me pull it up on the screen for everyone. We've talked about this at bits in bits and pieces from time to time. The headline in Automotive News yesterday pops in Kimberly, young auto borrowers falling further behind. Gen Z and millennial borrowers are falling 90 days behind on their car payments at rates last seen during the Great Recession era. Wow. It is That's a well understood fact at this point that younger people are going more and more delinquent on auto loans than other generations at the same time that they have equal amounts. It's like $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. Kimberly, what do you what do you make of this? Like, like young people just walking away from their cars, it sounds like. It does sound like that. And there's so much to unpack here, isn't there? There's so much to unpack. And I have seen all of the comments. I've watched the comments saying, wait, just wait until student loans kick back in. Oh, my God. It didn't really occur to me. I had a long discussion with my son about this, though. Who is one of those people that has a enormous, enormous amount of student loan debt that will be kicking back in? Um, but... <sighs> Where do I begin? Where do I begin? Okay, credit scores went up during during the pandemic. Credit scores went up. Some people chose to pay down their debt, check their credit scores, see if there were any discrepancies on there. And so we saw the scores going up. Well, a lot of people in this demographic went out and bought cars. This is just one scenario of this very large thing we're talking about here. They went out and bought cars because their scores are higher now. And it's easy. It was easy. <laughs> Not so and much anymore. Had, and they had stimulus money to put down on the cars that they bought. They had the down payment. Yeah. yeah. It was looking good. So I went out and I got myself a new car. And now, um, all what is it? Uh, September, the interest kicks back in. And October, your payments will kick back in people it's coming back so ray you talk about it every single day you've got rent you've got groceries now you have insurance to pay on that new car um it, it's just really big and yes people are right it is coming my son feels the same way 
he he's going to bail and, on a new car because of it. Yeah. And and your son, I mean, God bless him. He's a doctor. So there's a reason he can, he would have a huge amount of student loan debt. Um, you know, I, I, to become a doctor, it takes years and years and years of, uh, of study for a lot of people. My first wife, for example, I'm not sure how I feel about to this, but let's go for it. Well, well, the 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 example I was going to give, she didn't have student debt, but but she went to let me finish. She went to college to get a teaching degree, mm -hmm. and then she got a job at a private school that barely paid minimum wage, and and the and what she was making as a teacher wasn't even equivalent to what she had paid in tuition in order to become a teacher. So my point is, is that a lot of people took on student loan debt and ended up with, with jobs mm -hmm. that were not commensurate with the debt they took on to get, you know, the, the incomes that they were earning were not, were not significantly yeah. higher because they had gone to college and taken on that debt. That was my point. Yeah, Sorry, which leads you down a whole other part of this ball of wax. And that is, in my personal experience, um, institutions of education, they're businesses now. They're just all about the business. And let me just say one thing. A lot of people have said to me, yeah, but Kimberly is a doctor. He'll be able to pay him back. True, true. Thank heavens he's got a good job. He's able to pay his loans back. However... This is based on your income. Do you have any idea what this payment looks like in combination with his new mortgage, in combination with his car note, his groceries, his everyday living expenses? And when you talk about educational institutions being a business, there's another side racket that I like to call, and that is different committees and associations that will charge students, including teachers, to take boards and to take continuing education. So when you come out of that institution that just, you know, tore your arms off with tuition, <laughs> you now have to pay $1,500. That's got to come out of some somebody's pocket to take boards to pay do you guys know how much a book is in college a book bear, bear with me gang um so i'm i'm i fully support it i'm oh. a college dropout i think there's a lot of let's tie this back to autos for a quick second just yes for a quick second. yes let's do it. it let's take into consideration everything you just said about your first wife dad and kimberly you're saying that yourself <laughs> the headline okay. reads yeah the headline reads yeah yeah, yeah. auto delinquency among that group of people kimberly your son's age my age imagine your first wife but but this generation dad young person right out of college they are falling behind on their auto loans at a significantly higher, higher rate, rate than any other Indeed. demographic yeah and more than pre-pandemic times more than great recession times at great recession rates Pair that with the fact that the amount of debt that they took on for college, which both of you have eloquently, and again, I <laughs> vehemently agree with, is it's egregious. It's insane how much college Oh, costs. yes, absolutely. We can have a separate show called College. But you pair that with the fact that also what, what other debt uh, went up significantly? And we're not going to talk housing on today's show. The auto loan, the share of $1,000 more payments. So you pair that all together. Have we not just taken out like an entire generation from buying another car in any like anytime soon? Right, their credit's going to be dinged, Kimberly. Their trading's going to be upside down. Like, 
this group needs the most support ever. And what are they getting? They're getting, okay, you got to pay back those two. Which may, you know. May, may I say that this group has probably gotten, and, and when I say this group, I, I mean the 18 to 29-year-olds. I'm in there. You're in there. That group of people has probably gotten more support over their brief <laughs> lifetimes than the rest of us combined. And, and that, I believe, is part of the problem. Because we've always made it easy or easier for that group of people, the, the 18 to 29 year olds. You know, I mean, even if it just started with participation trophies for being in, hey, in a hey, little hey. whatever. But my my point is 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 you know, we we didn't we didn't want to we we didn't want to hurt their little egos. And, <laughs> and so it's such a generalization. Oh god, oh, I'm going Oh, Look at this data, though. Look at this data. Let's let's. Yeah, yeah. All right. Whether whether you agree with my dad or not, which or on YouTube, I suspect a lot of people are going to agree with my dad. Uh, yeah, I know. I see it, right? Yeah. Like, I'll, I see, the comments come through, folks. We can indeed read them. <laughs> but look at the implication of whether you're right or you're wrong. Look at the implication, Kimberly. This chart, it, it's it's like a picture. You know, more than a thousand words. Look at the delinquency rate of younger borrowers versus the nation. I mean, yeah. it's it's double. Yes. Okay. So here's what I predict. Uh, imagine I'm back in the I'm in the finance office at the dealership. Here's what I anticipate seeing in the next in in the fall. Okay, I anticipate yeah. people coming in in that age range, and I'm going to say 18 to 39 in that age range that are going to come in to the finance office. And trust me, I've already seen it. I got into this. I'm upside down. Um, I'm in this one. I need a lower car payment, Ray. Can, can you get me this car? And I need to be in a lower car payment. Now they've got, um, they're upside down. They've got a high debt to income. Their score has gone down now as well. And the finance managers are going to work and work and work. But there are going to be so many people, Zach, where the sales manager is just going to say, no, you need to come up with 20 grand down. That, and that's what the issue is going to be for so many people that that find themselves in the situation you just described, that they need to get into a cheaper car at a lower payment. And in order to do that, with all their negative equity, they're going to need to come up with cash down. And that's the one thing they don't have. If they actually had the cash, they'd be able to be making their car payments. Yeah. Okay. So they don't have the cash down to get themselves out of that situation. And, you know, I, I, I saw it 40 years ago, 30 yeah. years. It, it, it's, it's been ongoing forever. And it's not just because of student loans. Yeah. It's because people... People get themselves too deep into debt because everything they look at is just a payment, okay, for yeah. $8 a month, $10 a month, $22, and they don't sit down and start adding up all those payments until they're in way over their heads. So I, so I have a question, Ray. You yeah. and I saw this. We saw this often, daily maybe. Uh, We'd have a person, two, three, come in, be in that situation. Sometimes you'd have a week where you just, oh, my God, everybody's like this. Ray, do you yeah, think you yeah. that there will be a flood of people in this situation now compared to what you and I are used to seeing? 
Yeah, do you think it'd be exacerbated? Well, no, I think based on the statistics that we see in that article, absolutely. Because if if the percentage of 18 to 29 year olds um, being 90 days late or more is as high as it is, it's only going to get worse as we move forward, especially if they have to start paying their student loan debt. So I, I think we could, if when we had weeks where it seemed like the only credit we dealt with was bad credit, mm -hmm. I think there could be months where yeah, the only yeah. credit you're going to deal with at the dealership is bad credit, where you have people desperate to get out of the vehicle they're in and literally not in the position to be able to do anything about it. What What's the... Oh, go for it, Kimberly. Well, you know what else I anticipate seeing is uh, bankruptcies. I anticipate seeing bankruptcies in this demographic go up. Um, we all know that student loans, not something you can typically write off in bankruptcy. However, Experian is saying, look, if you can prove a, a big enough hardship financially, sometimes you can get student loans wrapped in there. Not usually. And I and I anticipate seeing more bankruptcies. What is the um, what is the soft landing? From this situation because I, I think it's important for for those that listen to the show to understand it's not all doom and gloom like there, there yeah. could be a soft landing here because we're coming out of an environment where used car prices went sky high new car prices went sky high cash mm -hmm. was flush and now we're in like it's it's like anything it's normalizing it's reverting back to the way it was used car prices are starting to come down maybe not retail but the car you have in your driveway every day is losing more value today than it was yesterday because there's more and more downward pressure. New car prices finally starting to see some incentives come back. Things are normalizing a little bit, but that actually is putting even more hardship and burden on folks who are consumers. Truly the word consumer. They want to go get the next new thing. It's been two years in a car. I got to go get the new one. Are we not looking at an environment where a lot of people are just taking themselves out of the market? Like, What is the soft landing here to get the market churning again? Because that you've always said this, Deb. You've always said the reason this whole credit-based system works is because people just keep spending. How do we get those people back in? Is it going to be the OEMs making cheaper cars? Is it going to be what Tesla's doing, just slashing prices? Like, how do we get how do we get a soft landing here so that things just kind of keep keep going, nice and smooth? Um, I don't want to be the bearer of bad tidings, but I don't think there is a soft landing. Really, I really don't. Um, and and the reason I say that is because in this country we have encouraged everybody to assume and take on so much debt that that every that, that a, a a large swath of people are just overburdened with the amount of debt that they've been able to accumulate because for the longest period of time banks did not say no to anything and <laughs> and now banks are saying no yeah they're tightening lending guidelines there's fewer and fewer lending institutions out there that you can even go to to try and get a loan rates are higher than they've been in 20 years so what's the soft landing you're going to have people that need to get out of their cars that can't get out of their cars that are suddenly out of the market there'll be fewer and fewer people in the market so is there a soft landing it's more like a crash landing mm. because the 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 amount of people that that are actually in the market that can afford to buy cars is growing smaller by the day. That, that, that to me spells a crash at some point in time. Now, 
when that point in time is, I don't know. I think it's still quite a ways down the road. But ultimately, yeah, you would think if if inventory levels build up, fewer and fewer people are actually in the market to buy a car, that at a certain point, with supply really outstripping demand, that ultimately there'll be some type of crash, both a credit crash and a price crash for the vehicles that are that are out there. Could be a year from now, could be 18 months from now. Yeah, I hear you. Do you see a soft landing, Kimberly? I, I think that was well said. I don't see a soft landing in the future. Even if incentives come back, which I keep saying incentives, they're going to be forced, manufacturers are going to be forced into bringing back APR incentives, for example. It's not going to help that person whose score has gone down and they're current now they're buried in the vehicle that they bought, you know. So... I don't know the answer to that, Zach. I mean, a soft landing? No, I'm not seeing it. Don't know how we're going to come out of that. Yeah, no, I hear you both. I mean, I think the thing that concerns me is you've had this argument of there's pent-up demand, there's pent-up demand. Yeah. And then we look at some of this data, and it's like, okay, maybe the pent-up demand is just people over the age of 40, but I don't think that's quite the answer. And you look at the financial institutions, it feels a little bit, I was super young, obviously, during this time, but it feels a little bit like 08 again in the sense that it's like, oh, maybe we went out as financial institutions, maybe we went out over our skis a little bit. We were lending to people who we shouldn't have necessarily been lending to because the assets aren't actually, the collateral is not quite worth it. Mm -hmm. Remember, we were talking a lot over the past two years about loan-to-value ratios being 150%. 150, 160%. It's crazy. And now you've got those same people. I mean, like, put yourself in the shoes of an individual who's, you know, got a ton of student loan debt. They paid, yep. they got approved up to, let's say modestly, 140% on a brand new car that they also paid over sticker. I mean, like that, that macroeconomic picture for a soft landing. Sure. I, I hear you pops. Maybe there isn't one for that individual person's economy, their life. What's the yeah. soft landing for them? They have, they now have, they don't realize it because the financially prudent thing to do is just keep driving the thing and make your payments. Right. Yes. Like just, just accept what you have. And don't try and sell it. Don't try and like, just pay your car note off and then have something. But that person, I mean, they could be, they could be underwater. Well, get gap insurance too. Holy cow. I mean, they could be underwater yeah. $20,000, $30,000 on a car. Yeah. What Everything you just said, Zach, is exactly what my son texted me this morning. That very same thing. I mean, we're seeing people the $13,000, $20,000 upside down. Now, back in the day, if you walked into my office, you had a grand to put down, you have a 820 credit score. I've got certain banks and reps and relationships that will, quote, buy deep for me so that I can get that deal done. That's gone. And the people we're talking about are going to be coming in with a lower score. And mm -hmm. the banks have tightened. So, yeah. I feel, I feel so, this is so interesting to me. I feel like the next six months between now and the end of the year, we're going to be talking a lot on YouTube and through social media and at CarEdge.com about how it's becoming a better and better environment to buy because vehicles are becoming more negotiable because used car prices are coming out. Like it's clear as day that that's going to be the headline for the next six months to the end of the year, especially at end of year for new cars, for those that have a lot of inventory. And at the same time, those same people that are listening to us saying, hey, things are getting better, the likelihood that they can get approved for a loan, that the interest rate is decent. That their trading is going to be worth equal to what they owe. Like, 
all of, it's it's so interesting, right? It's like one factor is getting better. Mm-hmm. The pricing is going to get better, folks. And the rest yeah. of it's And not. all the other factors are going to get worse. <laughs> and you know what? You kind of net out somewhere in the middle. One would hope. You really think, don't yes, you? Yes, I could sneeze. Okay. And having said that, I in, probably won't. But just Internally? In okay. An internal <laughs> yeah. sneeze. Yeah. I wish I had the soundboard. <laughs> I know. Up. All right, let's, let's switch gears. Let, that's enough, that's enough uh, debt talk for the moment. Let's talk about something way more fun. Okay. And honestly, a little bit ties into one of the strategies to be financially prudent, which yes. is mm-hmm. if you're going to hold on to that thing, make sure you set aside some money for, for repairs. Like repair expenses are going up as well. So Please set aside do. some money for repairs. One of the ways you can intentionally set aside money for repairs is you buy a vehicle service contract. Those are marketed as extended warranties. Well, Kimberly and Pops, some folks, they market those a little too hard. And I think we've all, I think even this week, Dad, you were on the receiving end of this. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, new $6.5 million settlement, lifetime ban over service contract telemarketing. Daniel Cole and his company, Cole Consulting Group, are banned from promoting or selling car production products (laughs) and doing any telemarketing as part of a $6.5 million settlement with the FTC. I'm going to cue this up for you, Pops. You can share with us and Kimberly will get your take. Think about it for a second. We just had a 20-minute discussion about the financial burden of people you know, underwater on their cars, and then the advice to them is to hold on to them. And then they get hit with, I wish I could curse, BS, <laughs> spam telephone calls. Your car is out of warranty, blah, 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 blah. And you just get spammed and spammed and spammed. Kudos to you, FTC. This is a good settlement. Well, I don't know if it's a good settlement, but it's a good action. What happened here, Dad? You know, there's, there's a lot of <clears throat> telemarketing firms, and and my phone number seems to be very popular with them this week <laughs> that, that just continually call you to remind you that either <clears throat> you've already bought an extended warranty when you bought your car, but you never set up the payments for it, really. Uh, <clears throat> or I'll get your water. I, I'm good. Your or, coffee makes you phlegmy. Or um, you need to get an extended warranty and we're here to help you. And, you know, just give me your credit card information and you'll be, and, and it's just, it's, I could see from the pressure that they were trying to put on me and, in you know, and I, I knew I, I didn't sign up for an extended warranty, but a lot of people might go, oh, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't have any of that paperwork in front of me. What do I need to do? Did it? Oh, yeah. So it's easy for, for them to trick people into doing things that they shouldn't do or they wouldn't normally do. And in many cases, these companies are also selling uh, bogus products. You know, blasted customers with illegal calls and made bogus claims about bumper-to-bumper warranties. Kimberly, you ever hear of that? <laughs> no, especially at a car that I haven't owned for ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get those? I'm sure everybody gets those. Yeah. You know. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. We're just calling about your extended warranty. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, yeah so here's the thing everybody here's the thing as i have said many many times before when you go into the dealership finance office and the finance manager offers you all those wonderful little packages on the menu they're not bad products what you just showed zach is a non-dealership administrator. And that's who people get blasted by. They get blasted by these little companies that pop up here and there. Hey, let's get in. Let's spam all these people, collect some money and go out of business. Non-dealership administrators. So 
if you're interested in a vehicle service contract or any other product, stick with, this is my opinion, stick with a dealership administrator. Work the finance managers at five different manufacturer dealerships, whatever you have, and tell them, hey, this is what I have, and I'm calling four other dealerships to get their best price because it's up to the finance manager has to, how much they mark them up. But these little companies that I'm so glad to see that, we all get hit with those lovely spam mailers and phone we're calls. Gonna see, we're going to see more of them. Again, we spent 20 minutes talking about an entire generation of individuals who are so underwater on their cars that even if they wanted to buy a new one, they're not going to be able to. So they're going to hold on to it. And then they're going to get hit with spam mail after spam mail after spam mail call, et cetera, trying to prey upon them to get them to buy these products. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's terrible. The FTC's action here is strong and it's great. It is. We need to yeah. More of it. I mean, absolutely need to see more of it. And I love Kimberly, the comments in the chat that come through, you know, from TH here, we've got uh, don't you guys market your own extended warranties on car edge? Why should members yeah. trust your warranty yeah. plans and prices? Probably because of two things. One is we vetted who we work with. It's, we're actually backed by protective, which is they bought assurance. <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, we don't hold the bag. There's a massive insurance company behind the scenes. And the way that we make it fair and transparent is we make $600. So use our quote to negotiate with anyone else. We make $600. You can get a quote without giving us your phone number, your email. You don't have to give us any personally identifying information. And for all those reasons, we think it's better than fair. It's like simple and easy and transparent. If you can get a better price, go get a better price. Like these are not bad things. The way that they're marketed and they prey upon people is disgusting. And it's it, it's not like we're trying to talk you in to a vehicle no. service contract. Use it, it as a proxy for you want to buy a BMW. Sorry for you want to buy a BMW. Use this as a proxy for how expensive it's going to be to own that BMW. Put in here 2023. You want to buy that three series, Dad? You really? Let's do it. Let's do a seven series. You want to buy that seven series? Yes, Dad? I do. Please. I've always wanted a seven series. Use this as a proxy for how freaking expensive it's going to be. So there's the seven. There's the two 2023 BMW seven series. It's nearly seven grand. Yes. We make six hundred bucks on that. Let's do, do it again. Yeah, a Subaru or Toyota, right? They're Let's like twelve hundred dollars. Subaru Outback, right? Okay, yeah, they're pretty popular. Fifteen ninety. Fifteen it's it's five thousand dollars. Like <laughs> as consumers, you can actually use these resources as like information to help navigate your pro anyway. I thought the FTC stuff. Go for it. Yes. Well, I love that FTC stuff, Zach. And as I was reading that article, it, it made me very happy, but it also made me see, man, if the FTC was just as strong in dealership finance offices as they were on these guys, but I was really, really happy to see that. Um, and somebody said something that I really wanted to answer. Yes, they are. Supreme Plus is exclusionary. But again, it, it really comes back to, I want everybody to know, a finance manager is going to mark up a vehicle service contract anywhere from $1,000 to $3,500. I'm going to start at $3,500 first. And then if you buck at it, I'm going to come down, 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 down. But it's $1,000 to $3,500. Zach, you said ours is transparent at $600. And it is through a dealership administrator. What does that mean? It means that it's being sold in dealership finance offices across the country today as we speak. Just with slightly more 
Mark up. All right, gang, let's do it. It's Friday. That means it's going to be wins time. I'll give you both a quick second to find your win. While you're doing that, I'm going to answer Angelo's question. Can someone tell me why every auto industry reporting channel uses flames in the title image of every video? I can help with that. It's the law. <laughs> it's the, yeah, Angelo is it's, actually it mandated. Is, it, is, it is YouTube law, YouTube that, law. that you must. Okay. It it's, really? And if we don't, then we are subject to time in YouTube in jail. jail. YouTube okay. Jail, yeah. I, I don't want to go there. <laughs> wow. Look at this. We've got from Elm Wilkin. Your quote is three uh, $3,500 cheaper than a Toyota dealership. And you could use it at that dealership. I love this, guys. People, again, we sometimes take slack. Why do you guys sell extended warranties? Why do you guys do what all this? Because it's the sleaziest product in the man, in the, you know, all of mankind. So let's make it less sleazy. Like, yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. But you don't have to buy from us. Negotiate no, no, with the no. finance manager. Negotiate that price with the finance manager, people. Negotiate it. Okay. And 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 the truth of the matter is we're we're never gonna please everybody. Yeah, so no, so no, you're right. Okay you're right. For those of you that want to keep taking shots at us for it, we're here. Hopefully we've go proven, right yeah, we're not gonna go away. Okay, let us continue. What is our uh what are our Friday? Excuse me, Friday wins. Pops Kimberly, which one want to go first? Uh, I, I can go first if you'd like. Go for um, you know, we were in Staten Island yesterday. Um, at uh, am I allowed to say the name of the dealership? Yeah, of course. Island, absolutely. Island Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Next to their sister store, the Subaru dealership. Next to their sister store, the Subaru dealership on Highland Avenue. And they are so excited to have us come in there on August 12th uh, to do our first car edge takeover. Um, they are, you know, being in Staten Island to suggest that there's no, no uh, land around the dealership for them to have cars. Uh, that would be an understatement. <laughs> yes. So they are so thrilled that we're going to be there helping them sell cars at pre-negotiated prices with no BS, no gimmicks, no the, fees, no add-ons. The, 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 the price will be the price. It'll be uh, fast, simple, and fair, and and they're excited about it. And after having met with them yesterday, well, I was already excited, but I'm even more excited about it um, and looking forward to um, uh, helping them move the metal. Yeah, they desperately I, – I don't want to, you know, uh, say anything that's derogatory but like they they need help selling cars they it's it's a, it's a chrysler dodge jeep ram dealership we've been documenting this nationwide there is a humongous surplus of inventory and they yes. have it and they're feeling it and so they allowed us to come in with our spreadsheet and say here's your inventory here's what we want the prices to be here's the experience we want to have day of and and and, and they the agreed and the prices are data-based. I mean, Mario goes through all the data to come up with what would be a fair price. Now, will it always necessarily be the lowest price? Not necessarily. Um, it, it will be a very, very fair price because, well, the dealership's there to make money. I bet you it ends up being the lowest when you when you factor in the fact that it doesn't have all the fees that when, are added well, yeah, on. When there won't that. be all the crap at yeah, it. Exactly, yeah. um, so... Just know that they're going to be extremely fair pricing. Uh, we are setting the pricing based on data-driven information. And final note there, we're going to be there day of doing a live stream the entire day. So you'll be able to watch the Car Edge sales event from the comfort of your own home. We're going to live stream literally for like probably 10 hours. It's going to be insane. We're not going to be on the entire time, but like the stream will be up for 10 hours in the showroom floor of a dealership. It's going to be a really great experience. Kimberly. 
Okay. Uh, my win is going to go to um, Joshua from California. I won't say his last name. Joshua from California because I literally got off the phone with him like, well, I don't know, four minutes, five minutes before oh, we jumped on here. Um, and he admitted, because I've spoken to Joshua before, he admitted himself, so I can say this. He's a talker. All right. Joshua is a talker. He has said that himself. He called this morning just to tell us thank you. Just wow. to say thank you to Ray, to Zach, to the entire Car Edge team for the resources that we put out to genuinely help people. Um, you guys, it was such a wonderful call. I, I really, really, it just, yeah, what a great Friday win. He got himself a Subaru in California. He used wow. our resources, the data. Um, and so, yes, I told him I'd give him a shout out. Joshua, great job. And I'm so glad you got a lot of benefit from Car Edge. And Joshua, thank you for letting Miss Kimberly Klein go with enough time to hop on the show. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Getting, my Friday win is going to be over on um, Google. So we have a Google page. You can see it right there. Yeah. On um, Earlier this week, we had something like 50 or so reviews on our Google page. And um, I posted a message on the community forum and, and we got a lot of support. And we're up to over 1,400 five-star reviews over on Google from folks that have gotten value out of Car Edge, whether it be the videos, the forum, the website, the car search. My Friday win is the fact that we've been able to help so many people, the fact that we are on the right side of this industry, the side that's trying to pursue transparency, fairness, mm -hmm. and efficiency. Couldn't be more proud of what we're doing. And I uh, I can't wait to see 14,000 know, reviews on there and yeah. still helping people. I know you've got a show in 10 minutes, so let's jump through really quickly. We had some contributions come in from Core Guy. Yeah. Uh -huh, My birthday is tomorrow. What's the best car to go underwater with, Pops? Maybach. All right. You get it yourself on Maybach. Maybach? Maybach? Kimberly, how do you say it? I don't even know what you're talking What? <laughs> May what? <laughs> My dad Somebody... is right. They do like an <laughs> anvil. What are you... <laughs> yeah, I don't know like what you're talking Super fancy Mercedes. Yes. Uh, Core Guy, oh. happy birthday. From us to you, enjoy your birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Fellow July birthday. Joe, with a contribution here, we appreciate it. Going to be a little difficult to do a deal review with a minute here, but 2015 Lexus RX 350, 60,000 miles, one under clean Carfax, no accidents, et cetera, $22,100 out the door. Joe, my big ask of you, email me, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at caredge.com. I'll take a look at this. I'll do a deal review for you, and I'll, I'll toss it back to you. It's going to be very difficult to pull all that up and get my dad set up for the next show, but we appreciate the contribution <laughs> and we are here to help. Thank you. We are. <clears throat> Something like that. Are we back here tomorrow? Pops tomorrow and I will be live tomorrow night. Oh. We're doing a Saturday night show. Kimberly's got the weekend off, which she much deserves. We'll be back on Monday Yeah. on the Rainzac channel, live from Charlotte. Round yes. two, we are flying to Charlotte on Sunday to hang out with Brandon from Car Questions Answered oh, System. Well, we tried to fly there last Sunday. But and our flight got canceled. Yeah, but we're doing it yeah. earlier in the day so that we shouldn't be impacted by storms. So we're doing it again, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to Charlotte, fun. everybody. It'll be really fun. It'll be really yeah, fun it will be. It really, really will be. And I would say, core guy, no vehicle is worth getting underwater on. Don't do it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you guys.
Happy Friday, Kimberly. Happy Friday, Pops. Everyone enjoy your upcoming weekend. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. That's going to be my new thing. Okay. okay. Ever since oh, Friday, okay. Don't drink and drive. drive. It's, not, it's not worth it. Enjoy the weekend, Kimberly, and we'll see y'all back here tomorrow. Yes, and I'll see some of you over on Car Edge Unplugged at, uh, well, uh, 1245. I just said it, didn't I?